honestly, I, I, I don't excuse the Muslim youth from committing zina. We, they are. In all the Muslim countries, the zina is on the rise. People want to say, you guys are talking smack. You always want to get you know, your videos liked and this and that. It's not really happening. With all due respect, you have no clue what the heck you're talking about. Like today, mm. you and I saw what the heck is going on, right? You saw it. So you can dream as much as you want. You can sit in your corner, crawl in some hole and whatever and just chill. That's fine. But reality is reality. And it's going to bite you in the back one day. Because mm. when you ignore and you choose to ignore that these things are real and you choose to target people and say, you guys talk always about these negative, you're toxic, blah, blah, blah. It passes in front of you and don't recognize it. And when, you fi- when it finally comes to bite you, you're going to be like, oh, I-, I didn't know that this, oh, mm. I-, I need to repent, I need to change. Oh, it's too late. It's too late. Our exact location. This is called the Meliha Desert. Meliha Desert. Old town just uh, behind us. There's a mountain across the mountain. It's an old village, an ancient civilization actually. Subhanallah, and it's maintained the name. And it's where the sand meets the mountain. So it's called Fossil Rock behind mm. us there. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to the Realist Podcast in the Dunya with three Muslims. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Alaikum salam. The two Muslims. <laughs> the two Muslims, man. The two Muslims. For the first time in our entire year of YouTube, we're finally in person. Alhamdulillah. Would you like to tell uh, the viewers what this undisclosed location is? Uh, or would no. that no longer be undisclosed? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Bismillah. So, first thing on my mind. How, how, about, how about we let them guess in the comment section? Inshallah. Uh, first thing I want to talk about today. Haram relationships. All right. Being in the in the field, having skin in the game, why do you think this is an issue today? Where do you think this stems from? There's an epidemic. Everyone's just, they're doing things where they think it's halal dating. Does mm. that even exist? Mm. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalatu Relationships are easy. And human beings, we're, we're hedonists, you know, we love to, to feed the, the body. Mm. And... It is part of human nature that you want to be intimate. And, you know, people think it's just about sex. It goes beyond. It's about having someone next to you. A lot of, for example, couples think, okay, I didn't actually have intercourse. I'm just mm. hugging and kissing and sleeping in the same bed. We, oh, we didn't do it. But that mm. itself is still how They have the need to just be close to someone, touch someone, right? And as we know, the Prophet said, that I'd rather have a nail driven to my head than to touch the hand of a foreign woman. Right? So, people still holding hands, kissing, hugging, moving around, dating. So, well, we're not doing haram, we're just, we're just dating. Mm-hmm. It's been sold to us through media, culture, and so on, that this is something that you should do, you can do. You need to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, you have, the other options are 
very, very uh, slim today to find someone. It's very difficult. Okay, mm. someone will hook you up, auntie, uncle. But a lot of times, the youth today, when they're watching constantly these shows, these TikToks, Instagrams, people you know, loving each other and true love, and wow, we married for love, right? They, they want that. But of course, that's not reality. It's, 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 it's fake. It's fairy tale. It's fairy tale. They want that. Now, look, there will be one in a hundred, one Inshallah. in a thousand. Yeah, yeah they might. it might happen, no? That people right away fall in love at, love at first sight or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But everyone, it, it's being pushed on us through these social media platforms. So everyone wants that. Mm. They're longing for it. So when auntie comes and says, yeah, I know we have to get to know, uh, see someone, couple of questions, then you get married. Mm. A lot of people are like, no, I, I want to get to know this person. Mm. I want to feel that whether I love them, yeah. test drive, I want to, I want to, I so it's, it's a huge issue because <clears throat> it's in line with our desires, bro. Mm. And anything that's in line with our desires, it's easy to, to follow. It's, it's the easiest. And that's why in Islam, submission, purification, heart is against your desires. Right? It's always the other way around, right? Now, you still have the ability to satisfy your desires in halal, mm. but that's one avenue only. Mm. While the other avenues, the haram, are, are many. Are many. Right, yes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, says in the Quran, don't go near zina. Why do you think Allah said don't go near zina? Well, zina is <laughs> people think that, okay, well, I'm going to be there. I'm just going to say, no, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that you don't know that. Um, we look at Yusuf and the story. And he's a prophet. Hmm. And he himself said that, that oh, Allah, if you do not protect me, I'll feel inclined to what they call me. Right? And um, seven people be shared on the last one. One of them is a, man, a, a young man who's being called by a woman of beauty and status. And he says, I fear Allah. It's, 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 you know, when you're there, you can say, oh, I'm not going to do it. But when, if you get there to that point, it might be the point of no return. It might be the point of no return. I mean, let's honestly say, how many, how many people can honestly say, let's be like, let's real talk, you know. Let's say you're with a woman and it can happen. Hmm. And you're in a enclosed area. And you thought, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm just, gonna, I'm just going to talk to her. So it starts mm, with, I'm mm. just going to talk to her. I'm just going <clears throat> to sit with her. I'm just going to hold her hand. I'm just going to kiss her. I'm just going to take off her shirt. How many people can, from that point, really resist? I mean, honestly, let's be honest. I mean, you guys can also say, be honest with yourself. Would you be able to resist a very extremely beautiful woman? Or if you're a woman, a man, an attractive man, be able to resist that temptation we're not uh, we're not asking do you want to be able to resist right. would you really be able to resist if you ask yourself this unadulterated question most of you wouldn't yeah so so it's that's why Allah says don't come close to it don't put yourself in that situation mm. uh, because you might not it might be the point of no return and as some of the scholars said that the pain of having patience with you know, there, there is pain, bro. When you desire someone, like, and you're not having it, you're like, right? But it said that pain is lesser than the pain of regret of the sin. No? 
right? And, and you know that. Like, and I think I want to add to that is that I think the worst part is when that pain disappears after you do it two, three, four, five times, and you get mm. to it, and you don't even have that anymore, and you're done. You're just callous. Your heart is gone, and you're just on it, and you don't feel anything anymore. Then you're gone. I feel like at that point, Aki, once you start sinning and falling into the trap of zina, you fall into this, and you mentioned this in a lot of videos you make, alhamdulillah, that you have a new way of life that no longer fits Islamic paradigm. Mm. So to not feel guilty now, you could either fix your life to fit the Islamic paradigm again, but most people don't. They change their paradigm now. Yeah. Because Islam now becomes the problem, Billah, because this is the thing that's making me feel guilty. Exactly. Why do I need this Islam thing to make me feel guilty? if what I'm doing isn't even so bad, if everyone's doing it. So let me just get rid of this Islam thing, stuck for Allah, and then I no longer have to feel this guilty feeling anymore. Yeah, I mean, the objective of shaitan is not to, to make you commit sins, is to make you commit kufr. The mm. sins are the steps. Right? As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Don't follow the steps of shaitan. So these sins are steps, but the main objective is for you to fall into into kufr and that's why I remember one of the stories of the scholars they said that there was a man who fell in love with this girl this non-muslim girl I think it was someone in the sham or something and he really wanted her and like he followed her to the house and they were doing all kinds of weird stuff and you know he wanted to marry her and she like gave him alcohol to drink and he was acting foolish and he just wanted her. He says, look, you cannot have me unless you uh, renounce Islam. He said, okay, I renounce Islam, just get me. Okay, okay, he just jumped somewhere, climbed on the table or something, just fell and broke his neck and died as, as a kafir. As a kafir. Yeah. And there's another story, let's, let's give the other side, where one man was able to get past the point of no return, so we pray you shouldn't be in that situation, but it can happen. So they say that this was a man that smelled like musk all the time. Mm. And I guess what happened is he, he was in a predicament where he ended up in the house of a woman. She seduced him to come to her for whatever reason. I cannot remember exactly all the details. And she literally appeared to him naked. And she was extremely beautiful, right? So the guy couldn't, didn't know what to do. And he said, okay, give me a, just a couple, he said, I need to go to the bathroom. So he went to the washroom, and at that time, you know, the, the way that, he took poop and put it all over his body. And he walked out. So when the woman saw him, the way it smells, she started screaming uh -huh. and cursing, and kicked him out and ran out. She wasn't in that. Yeah? Just, just between us, she wasn't in that. Yeah, yeah. She didn't like that. It's not like <laughs> a fetish, you know. It wasn't a fetish. Bro, yeah. today there's a fetish. There is, yeah, That's what I'm is, asking. Some people yeah, like You're yeah. right, you're right. So <laughs> we're making it clear that it wasn't. But then they said that his skin would always smell like musk after that. You know, Allah gave him a, what's called a mu'ajizah, or a, almost like a miracle, hmm. where his skin was just smelling like musk. Because he did that for the sake of Allah. He feared Allah. He found himself in that situation, but then he did something drastic to, to get out of it. But how many people could do that? I mean, how many people would put poop on themselves? And <laughs> really, come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I know, it's a, but it's a story of the ancient, like of the scholars, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a lot a, of time the, there's these extreme examples used just to show like the the magnitude of the yeah. the sin. Being but they're done. real though; these are real things. These are real, yeah, these yeah, yeah, are real yeah. stories of the of the salaf, you know, and of the tabi. Subhanallah. Subhanallah.
assuming that this whole thing of halal dating is widespread, which it is, I hear so many people saying, you know, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. We don't do anything though. We're just we're just together. And I'm just like, what does this even mean? All right. So these boundaries that people are playing with, what is what is the limit? Like what at what point does it become zina? Because a lot of people think that zina is just intercourse. Mm. It's not intercourse. It's zina of the eyes. Zina of the, the ears. The hairs, the hands. So at what point should people refrain from? When is a good boundary to not cross or ever, you know, overcome when you're looking to get married with someone? Well, I think um, you feel it when you're hiding and you don't want people to know what you're doing. That's kind of like what the process and that's that's a that's a sin. And come on, we all know what we're talking about. Everyone's got their secret handshakes with the with the shaitan. Let's I mean, for lack of better words. So I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that you're doing this, but I'm sure that once in your life you had something that you didn't want somewhere around you to know or to find out. And the way you felt about it, right? It's, it's kind of like that. With the dating as well. You, you don't walk out on the street and be like, this is my wife, you know? To someone, or this is my girlfriend. Because you're like, oh, mm-hmm. you're always like watching your back and whatnot. Because you know that it's wrong. You can call it whatever you want. In the end, your heart tells you that it's wrong. But then again, the more you do it, the less you will feel it, right? So you mm-hmm. might lose that, that, uh, that feeling. So, yeah, the halal dating. There's no such thing as halal dating. There is ta'aruf, yes, you can get to know. And I think, again, yeah, we can talk about the problems, but what are the solutions, right? The Muslim community is still far behind in offering halal solutions. Now, that doesn't excuse the people from committing, I mean, Mm. for committing sins. We're not saying that. But there's accountability on all sides. Are, Are the leaders of our communities solving these problems? Are they being held accountable? Like, okay, you're making videos and doing lectures. Great. But what are the outcomes of those lectures? Because the Prophet didn't, didn't just what we call say, and I'm not trying to push anyone down, but it's kalam, just talk. There was an objective. And when Allah says, هَذَا بَلَاغُ لِلنَّاسِ It's a communication to human beings, meaning it's requiring something from you. Honestly, I, I, I don't excuse the Muslim youth from committing zina. We, they are. In all the Muslim countries, the zina is on the rise. People want to say, you guys are talking smack, you always want to get you know, your videos liked and this and that. It's not really happening. With all due respect, you have no clue what the heck you're talking about. Like today, mm. you and I saw what the heck is going on. Right? You saw it. So, you can dream as much as you want. You can sit in your corner, crawl in some hole and whatever and just chill. That's fine. But reality is reality. And it's going to bite you in the back one day. Because mm. when you ignore and you choose to ignore that these things are real and you choose to target people and say, you guys talk always about these negative, you're toxic, blah, blah, blah. It passes in front of you and don't recognize it. And when, you fi- when it finally comes to bite you, you're going to be like, oh, I, I didn't know that this, oh, mm. uh, I need to repent, I need to change. Oh, it's too late. It's too late. So, yes, it's a problem. But what can we do about it? What are the systems? What are the solutions to these problems? We talk about it. Okay, fine. Some people don't even talk about it, which is horrible. But where, 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 where are the, the actual practical? 
Because, see, in the Sharia, if you offer someone halal, so even like the Sharia, right? It, if, a, if a thief steals because he's hungry, because the system didn't provide enough food or opportunities for work, then the Qadi might excuse him and not punish him. Okay? It's case by case. Yes. But if there's plenty of things, everything's fine, the system is there, and the person insists on stealing, then now it's a crime. Hmm. It's not driven by need. When it's driven by need, Omar Khattab during the drought didn't punish the people who were stealing, didn't cut their hands off. Hmm. Because he held himself accountable for not being able to provide what he's supposed to provide. Now the question is in our communities, we need to ask, ask ourselves, before we point fingers, do, are we providing halal avenues? Then you can really come hard down on people because when you have a halal option and haram option, you're still choosing the haram. Hmm. You messed up. <clears throat> you're a criminal. When you have sugar and poop and you're choosing poop over sugar, that's something on you. wrong with mm. you. You know, you got a problem. You right? dirty boy. That's <laughs> on you. <laughs> it's like halal meat and haram meat, right? Mm -hmm. uh, good, healthy meat and spoiled meat. Mm. There's something wrong with you. So in an Islamic Sharia system, the Sharia system makes sure it offers ability for youth to get married, job opportunities, uh, zakah, sanduq uh, al-zawaj, or like help to get married, right? Financial mm -hmm, help, mm -hmm. even to pay the mahar. There are, even in this Muslim country, for example, there is something like that where youth are helped. So they have no excuse to really commit zina because actually, it's quite easy to get married. They pay for this and this and they give you a loan for a house without interest and they give you the land and all these things. Really, this is a reality. So what's your excuse to go and take mm. a, a hooker on the street? Which is, you know, why? Why commit zina when you are being provided with all the opportunities and more to get married? And you don't want one, take two. If you don't want ten, two, take three. You don't want take three, take four. Yeah. And, and you have the ability, and they will help you with all in all cases to, to to achieve this, you know. Let me play Shaitan's advocate right now for a lot of people <laughs> that are probably here wondering. Okay, cool, it can do that, but isn't a relationship or a long-term relationship the same as a marriage, as a nikah? Because they might say, fourteen hundred years ago, there was no LTR, long-term relationship. There was either zina, widespread, or marriage. So this whole long-term relationship. It kind of really is the same as a marriage. Yes, we don't have uh, a sheikh, who, and we don't have the wali, we don't have the hijab, we don't have the mahar. But isn't it really the same thing? What really is the difference between a marriage and a long-term relationship? Very simple. It's, it's a, an issue of um, just a couple things. As, a, as the, the hadith of Prophet said, the difference between halal and haram is two witnesses and the mahar and the wali. That's it. Somehow that's what he said. That's what the Prophet said. So, that's it. It's yeah. You can say like, what's the difference between an Islamic loan and a riba loan, right? People say, well, there's interest in this and that. Yeah, but even an Islamic loan, some scholars say you can have a profit rate, but it's different. So some people can. I mean, you're gonna. A lot of Muslims say today, you have. I'm not gonna go now into because I know a lot of people say no, but Islamic banks are this and that. Fine. But. In the end, you have an Islamic bank that has a Sharia board, that has some scholars who will be held accountable, and who are telling you that we know and we endorse that is haram. And Allah says, mm -hmm. Ask the people of knowledge, 
if you don't know. So you've done your best as a normal Muslim to just ask the scholars. The scholars said it's, it's halal. And then you have on the other side a proper riba loan, right? A lot of Muslims say, no, no. They have no clue about what is the process of the Islamic bank and this and that. Again, I'm not going to go into the halal or haram, just as an example. But on the end, on the Day of Judgment, Allah will ask you, like you had an Islamic bank and all you had to do, even if the scholar was wrong, even if that Islamic bank was wrong mm. and was making a mistake and it's still like riba. But you, all you had to do is go to the scholar, the one who knows, and it would have been on him. Mm. The accountability would have been, you, for you, all you need to do is just take the correct the means. Correct, yeah. But you just decided to go for proper riba, interest, contract, clear cut, ambiguous, changing, depending on inflation, ta, ta, ta. And you wanted that because you said, oh, I you think. You chose that. You chose that. Yeah. And you say, oh, Islamic banks are the same. Bro, you don't know. You have you no clue. Exactly. But you made a willing choice to go. So the same thing. No, so I want right. a long-term relationship because it's the same marriage. You think it's the same in marriage. No, it's not. But like, like Zabiha Halal, okay? A lot of the butchers cut the throat. Because a lot of people say, the blood has drained. And, and, and. Well, yeah, but mostly you have to say, Bismillah, Allah Akbar. You know, you have to follow exactly. the so it's, a, it's a simple, it's just saying a few words and it makes the food halal. What, there's something, you know, some people try to explain it like, oh, something happens in the body of the chicken and this and that. Bro, does that happen? No, you just said, Bismillah, Allah Akbar, you just slaughtered it. And the other guy next to you, he didn't say, Bismillah, Allah Akbar, he still slaughtered it. Mm -hmm. Even if his face in Mecca, even if he's a Muslim, it's not halal. Facts. So it's, it's, it's an issue of, uh, you know, just saying a few words and the nikah same thing it's a few words few people present offering and done you halal i would even go as far as to say the nikah getting islamically married to a woman if you're a man and vice versa it's less yeah. risky and you have less to lose than a long-term relationship mm. because if you get into a long-term sorry if you get into a, a nikah a religious a religious islamic institutional marriage if it doesn't work out divorce is permissible right there's nothing wrong with it there's no you know, this isn't, this isn't Christianity, guys, till death do us apart. Right. There's, there's not going to be, you know, never divorce. No, right. divorce, if it's, you know, a marriage, you never sin, it doesn't work out, alhamdulillah. That's if it works out, alhamdulillah. Long-term relationship, if it doesn't work out, oh, now you, you're addicted to a person that you can't be with, that you weren't with, right? Now you got to carry this on for the rest of your life. If you're a woman, it's going to affect you. If you're a man, it's also going to affect you. There's studies to show women are psychologically more affected by the number of partners they have than men. Um, this can be proven by the fact that in Islam, men can have multiple partners permissibly, women can't. And this is another discussion, we're not right, going to get into that because a lot of women are like, oh, why can um, you know, a, a woman not have four husbands? Because why can't Allah says so. Because done, Allah says so. Done. <laughs> you, want, you want a lot of reasons? That's a separate video. Yeah. We'll make another video one day. I'll give you one reason right now. Uh, a surety of uh, paternity. Paternity, yeah. Right? As men, and a lot of sisters, they're not going to like this now that I, that I mentioned this, but here's the, here's the cold hard truth for y'all. We as men, we will never guarantee that a child is our child. We can't. Hmm. A woman, biologically, has a, has a baby growing in her for that's nine months. Earth. As soon as she gives birth, she knows that's hers. 50% of the genes has to be hers. No doubt. However, if she has four husbands, let's say, how will any of those men know that it's, it's his son or daughter? They right. can't. Men will never have that guarantee. However, if a man has four wives, all of those women know they have a surety of maternity. 
But the well, people knows. can say they can do tests, but we're, that's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking like you know. Imagine you're going back. I want to check whether this is my child or not. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. That's it can happen. But we're talking about just in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Like, did you take a paternity test? Did you take a maternity? Did you? No, you didn't, right? Yeah, you can if you're going to, you know, investigate something. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking mm-hmm. about how a person feels. A man knows that's my ch- or the woman knows it's my child. Mm-hmm. It's in my womb. You know what I mean? That's it. For the man, could be, could not do be. You, do you think there's a level in haram relationships, people that are like justifying, oh, I'm just going to be, you know, I see a lot of kuffar. I've been with my chick for nine years, ten years. Oh, why aren't you just together? Oh, you know, we're just waiting, you know. Do you think there's a level of commitment that's not there? Well, I think we're living in a time where commitment on all levels is all-time low. But be it marriage, be it work, be it parenting, uh, parenting, health, whatever it is, we are living in this mediocre uh, world where mm-hmm. people are not giving their best. There's no commitment, and that's that's affecting us on all level. People are not trying their best anymore because they're they're weak. They have excuses. They blame people. It's it's you know life is not what I want it to be. Everyone's got a an ideal again influenced by what they see this fake social media that is conditioning and thinking this is the dream life I want and you're not gonna get it trust me that you won't get what you're seeing on TikTok because what's on TikTok is fake Mm. okay these people are sitting there have you ever seen someone recording a TikTok video it's not like this Mm. people need to arrange and make sure everything you know it's like it's fake it's not organic mm. you know you're you're trying to put on a show you see the 60 seconds of the TikTok reel but you don't see the hours put in behind just to make it look perfect and in a certain way you know you see these like vacation videos it looks so amazing you're not there for the rest of the 23 point you know 23 hours and 59 point you know five minutes to see how the couple reacts or what they're doing, whether they're, they're on each other's case, they're really lovey-dovey, like the way you see it in these mm-hmm. 20 seconds or not. Come on, or how was the trip all the way there, the tiredness, the fights that they had. All you hear is, see is this little bite of, of information. From the, and I think that's the problem, right? Everything is fast. Mm. Knowledge is fast. Uh, sorry, it's fast. Because yes. <laughs> everything is just fast, fast, food is fast, fast food, Uber eats. everything is fast and swipe and fi- we, like there's no more time, no more value, no more sitting there and actually, you know, putting in the time. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's killing us. Mm-hmm. OK, this being said, I, I do want to talk about what an Islamic marriage actually is, because a lot of people think it's some complicated thing mm-hmm. where need to go to a masjid and need to be an event a lot of witnesses it's not anything complicated but before that I want to touch on a topic a lot of people I don't want to say the M word because it might get demonetized mm. but a lot of people think that pleasing oneself is better than zina because at least I'm not with someone else you know at least I'm not doing any you know sin with someone mm. else at least it's just me what are your thoughts on that I mean again um people say taking the lesser of two evils it is a concept in islam if you're going to commit zina some scholars say but it doesn't mean that it's not haram but you know you start getting into this habit of 
always taken the lesser of two evils mm. and it becomes a, a default like you're not striving for doing the right thing anymore mm. you're striving for doing the less wrong thing. the less wrong thing right so this is not a good mentality to to be in mm. but okay many uh, it's a huge problem it's encouraged it comes under self-love they use these kind nice words self-pleasure uh, health Right, it comes under the tag of health and personal health, and self exploration, self exploration, which are very like, wow, really, and um, yeah, you get you get used to that, and after ten years of that and delaying marriage, you're finally put up face to face with someone to live to the, with them and be intimate. Like, well, it's not working the way I thought it would. Mm. Well, yeah, because mm. you've been doing yourself for ten years. Of course, you're not gonna work the same way, man. Imagine, you know. <laughs> If I do something for 10 years, I perfect it, no doubt mm. about it. And then I expect someone else to do it the same way I do it. Mm. Yeah, come on. Mm. This is a huge problem. No. Okay. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Now, a proper Islamic marriage. Let's forget proper, just a basic halal permissible Islamic marriage real quick. How is that done? How, like, why is it something that people think it's confusing? We already talked about it, but is it actually something that simple? Is it something that just can be done in like five minutes? What is it? Well, I think we need to go back again to the Sunnah of the Prophet Of course, people use the time argument. Oh, it's not the same time. And, right? But it's literally, people think you need a sheikh and this. Now again, people will raise flags here, red flags, and say, yeah, but people can cheat you. See, if you're always thinking from the mindset of uh, people are thieves and people are bad and people will cheat you, then yeah, of course, uh, you're gonna live in a world of criminals. Everyone's a criminal even before doing anything. Are there criminals in this world? Have them been men who have abused marriages and have used this, the simplicity of the nikah? Yes, hmm. no doubt about it. But that, does that invalidate the process? No, it doesn't. You cannot change the process just because some people have used the simplicity of the nikah for their own advantage. Mm. Right? Just like you can't judge Islam because of Muslims. Exactly, but nothing in Islam can, can be done like that. Um, you cannot say, well, you know, I'm going to invalidate. Yes, there's a concept in Sharia called Siddhira to stop the means if it can lead to harm. Okay, but so let's say, for example, there's something halal, but people are exploiting it. Hmm. And the, the Qadi or the judge or the ruler can say, I'm going to stop this halal thing because people are just messing around with it. Hmm. Right? That can happen. But the reality is that the outcome should be positive but we're seeing that the outcome is negative because zina is increasing it's not like okay why did people in many muslim countries stop polygyny or discourage it and even marriage it's because people have not married properly they've messed around they've done all kinds of things been a lot of weird stuff happening right so people said khalas we'll stop it hmm. let's go against it but the outcome is not positive it's negative hmm. even in the muslim countries that have for example outlawed polygyny there are some they're not allowed zina is on the rise you supposed that they or the intention was to stop this men who are just uh, tourists you know just playing around mm -hmm. okay fine mm -hmm. good intention but look at the outcome zina is on the rise like crazy because marriage has become so difficult uh, women polygyny are is also single yeah. polygyny forget about it you can mm. get arrested men are committing polygyny they're doing polygyny anyway mm. but illegally, illegally or unlawfully let's say yeah. and uh, 
it's still there, That's, man. You cannot uh, make a fish be a horse. And it's just it's not gonna work. men are by nature like that. They will still do it. Even they if they tell it. you they don't, even if they're going to uh, fight for your right and be foot to foot shoulder with you against the, mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. issue, in the end, <laughs> tomorrow will be somewhere else. <laughs> 100%. See, see, men and women in Islam and men and women in, in the Kofar, they're different. They're two different. They are. Psychologically, spiritually, emotionally, sexually, whatever you want to call it. In Islam and in the Kofar, there's a lot of parallels. See, in the disbelievers, they have side things. They have a work wife, they have the, the chick she, he, he texts, <laughs> they have the actual wife, they have the, the girlfriend, the, the one he probably hires, there's so many. Yeah. And in Islam we have wives, now a lot of people think that having multiple wives is the same as having multiple girlfriends and side uh, things. No, no. There's, there's a lot of there's a differences difference. between the two, stuff like responsibility. What are some of these differences, like people think that they're actually the same? There's a huge difference, a big, big difference. And marriage is about building a family. Even if you don't have children, mm. people think it's about having children. No, it's about building a family. A unit. A unit that is the building block of the ummah. Okay? And that comes with the blessings of Allah, with the barakah, with the responsibilities, the gender roles. There's a manual of operation, standard operating procedures. Yeah, it might sound dry, but it is what it is. And that, those SOPs help things move forward, help things work well, um, help the Ummah to grow. And when you don't do it like that, then you don't have that. It's the opposite effect. So yeah, the differences are huge. Commitment-wise, people say, I'm committed, but I'm not married. Yeah, but it's not the same. You're committed in front of Allah first and foremost before in front of that person. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing in Islam right it's it's in front of Allah because you can the person might feel like you're the most committed to them but you're cheating on them but when you know that Allah is watching you're committed to Allah first you can't man even if that person's not there no one's seeing you, you're traveling you're doing whatever you're not going to do that because of what because the person's not there or because you know it's because you're committed to Allah you know what 100%, I mean 100% so that's kind of you know I mean you can talk a lot about that but that's the main thing it's mm. always Allah comes first for a Muslim. So marriage is for the sake of Allah. Family is for the sake of Allah. Provision is for the sake of Allah. Stability is for the sake of Allah. Love is for the sake of Allah. Everything is for the sake of Allah. Oh, people are like, why, why, why everything? Because He is the one who is the author of love, who is the author of safety, who is the author of provision, who is the author of all these things. Mm. So you have to... And, and guys, anyone watching this, like the reason we, we push Islam and Nikah is it's kind of difficult to measure kofar love, disbelievers, what they do. Tough. Because if someone says, and I, we, I was talking about the, uh, with you about this a month ago um, on the phone, like if somebody in, in like kofar, non-Muslims, they say, oh, I love you, baby, don't worry, I love you. Mm. How do you measure that, bro? But a Nikah, in a way, really is a contract in a way. Yes. It's measurable. There's things, there's, there's responsibility. Yes, there's rights, but there's duties, there's responsibilities. It's not just, oh, I love you, babe, so please believe me, and we can be together and you know, live in this fairy tale. No, there's responsibilities. I can track if you're doing your end of the bargain. That's it. Right? That's it. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So, Akhi, with that being said, uh, smash that like button, guys. Mm. More episodes in person, inshallah. Cool. Boom. Uh, maybe do you think they've finally earned 
your, uh, you know, for you to reveal the undisclosed location yet, or? Let them guess it. <laughs> okay, no worries, okay. Bismillah then. Okay, guys, with that being said, until next time, Ustad Gabriel, end it off, Bismillah. Jazakallah khair. Subhanakallah wa bihamdik ashrallah and astaghfirullah What do you guys usually say? Just dua and then just end it off. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa kina adhaam al-nar. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Perfect bro, bismillah. Yo, what's your favorite meal here bro? Bebzi and pizza. I like to eat the bebzi and pizza. Bebzi. And banana. Banana. Okay, what's the dua for the soup? You let me know. La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu al-mulk wa lahu al-hamd yuhi wa yumit huwa hayu la yamut biyadihi al-khair wa huwa al-khuri shayin qadir Inshallah We'll do, we'll do Look at that A desert flower Look at that SubhanAllah Purple. Anyhow, look at this. This. And this. Allahu Akbar. Where is it? Where's it getting it from? Look, look at the look at the color, bro. How is photosynthesis happening here? That's true. Look at this. It's dead. Mm. Bro, this is like therapy. I love Who needs a psychiatrist, bro? I love Fridays after the khutbahs and whatever I used to finish in Dubai, just drive back and just stop here, Maghrib, pray here. Just chill. MashaAllah. So no GPS here. That's crazy because y'all know how like impactful it was. Yeah. Listen, yeah. if you're watching this, it was so it was such a strong dream that I woke up. And then I was talking to my dad and I was crying because of how strong the dream was, how impactful the dream was. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up driving to uh, the mosque. It was like 5.40 something to do Fajr at the mosque. And I was crying the entire way to the mosque. And subhanAllah, I think it's crazy that